Hey, what's up, everybody? Today is Wednesday, March 1st, 2023. You're tuning in to Big Screens and TV Streams, live from the Grand Forks Best Source Studios. I'm Dale, alongside Victor. Hey, how's it going, everyone? Popcorn for brains. Yes. Oh, nope, I got the wrong soundboard. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going to get this right, Victor. I, I, we had to do a little reset here. We had some difficulties. There we go. There's the right soundboard for, for the popcorn. There we go. Exactly. Boom. How are you doing today, man? Doing good, man. How about you? Not too shabby. We've got a big week ahead of us here. Uh, producer Paul's in the house, too. He'll be joining us momentarily. Uh, i got a lot, of, a lot of ground to cover this week. We, uh, yeah, a lot of TV. I think this is, a, for me, a big TV-themed week. A mm. lot of TV shows I watch did get a chance to catch too many movies, mostly a TV series. I know you caught a movie you'll be talking about, Cocaine Bear, mm. later. Yes. I'm looking forward to hearing your thoughts on that. A um, couple quick news bits to kick off the show. Um, also, we are live right now on the GFBS social media channels on Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, Facebook. Uh, if you've got any questions, comments, chat, uh, just questions or comments for us, please comment in the live chat, and we will definitely read and respond to them on the air. We want to hear what you guys seen, any movies or TV shows you've seen, and even if we're covering them or not, we want to hear what you guys have to say. All right, but uh, one quick news bit. I saw, I actually caught a live... Uh, a late night talk show segment for the first time in a while. Hmm. I catch them every once in a while that pop up in the YouTube algorithms. I saw Tom Cruise was on Jimmy Kimmel a few days ago. Uh, and I'm like, all right, you know, that's an A-lister. I have mm. to check that out. Mm. He's promoting Top Gun because it's up for Best Picture for Academy, the Fast Approaching Academy Awards. Mm. Awards Oscar season is in the midst. Oh, I, I really was happy with how our Oscar preview turned out a few weeks ago. I was really, yeah, I was really happy about that myself because I knew we were talking about it really quick. And it's it's coming up super quick, so I'd like... I didn't think it would come out this quick, but it came out super quick. <laughs> yeah, like, so Tom Cruise, he was he had some interesting tidbits. You know, they keep it nice and loose on the late-night talk shows. They don't go, you know, they're like little five- to seven-minute conversations, mm-hmm. depending if they're the first or second guess. And But I, I, the two highlights I got from Tom Cruise's appearance on Jimmy Kimmel was him freaking out his mom when his mom saw in the movie for uh, one of the Mission Impossibles where he's hanging off the side of the plane. Mm-hmm. She's like, was that you? He's like, yeah. She's like, that's. A, he says he ne- never tells his mom about the stunts he does. Oh, I, I can imagine. She'd probably freak out if he, she's seen any of the stunts he's done in his earlier years. My, my gosh, man. Even the new stuff now he's doing now is just, he's really pushing it. So. And the other thing I got a little, little bit of a kick out of was how he said he blends in pretty well in public, which I found a little hard to believe. But I guess he's got that little uh, stealth look down. He says he just puts on a hat, maybe an earbud, and just maybe he gets an occasional person that recognizes him. But he says it works surprisingly well. He says he hate, his, his security team hates him for doing it, mm-hmm. though. Yeah, I think he just wants to usually, because it's Tom Cruise and because he's so well-known, it's kind of really unique how he does kind of blend in with people a lot i i think yeah once he just puts on a hat and earbuds like yeah like you said a few people recognize him here or there but yeah it's just well that too isn't tom cruise i think he's like shorter than uh from what i hear he's, he's kind of like average height he's not like your mega superstar like six foot three yeah, four five yeah, yeah he's not like the rock you're not like Obviously, like when you saw The Rock in his younger days, or when you see him like now, he's not like bald and really he's six foot seven or something. Like he's he's just an average height kind of guy. I mean, which is kind of unique. So, and then the other little news bit I had, what well, not a mega uh, news bit, uh, but I thought at least worth 
pointing out. I think it was a couple weeks ago we mentioned how you know most major motion pictures come out on Friday, but you do get the occasional Wednesday re- release. And one movie got bumped up from a Friday release to a Wednesday release, and that's uh, coming out April 5th now on Wednesday, is the highly anticipated CG Super Mario Brothers movie. Yes. Oh, I'm excited for that. I'm really excited for to, Let's Go. Like, it's yes. Mario Brothers. Well, best of all, that's... Uh, you know, it's the day after my birthday, and knowing movie theaters in town, they'll probably do the day before early movie, so it'll probably have the sneak preview release on my birthday. So that'll be a nice birthday treat for me. I think I'm going to have to go see the Mario Brothers movie on my birthday night. Oh, of so. course, and happy early birthday, of well, course. No, no, no. It's still that's still like what over a month out, so no, too too early. <laughs> still, it's still almost happy birthday. Yeah, almost. Yeah, several weeks out, but I will take it. Thank you very much. Of course. Um, and what I will also take is a shout-out to our friends at the Southtown Poorhouse, where every day is a great day. You want to make sure to stop in there for your favorite drinks and happy hour, where it's buy one app, get one half off every day from 6 to 8. Can't forget about their $3 burgers on Tuesdays. Awesome steak specials on Thursday from 5 to 8. If I've had those steaks before, you get a heck of a good portion. And you want to make sure to check out their website, SouthtownPoorHouseGF.com, for the latest band listings. Coming this weekend on Friday, we have Fool House. And on Saturday, we have October Road. I was there last weekend to check out the band Tripwire. And I always love catching bands at the Southtown Poorhouse. They have a huge dance floor. And even if you're not in the dancing, they got nice rails around the dance floor. Or if you just want to just... just, just jam out with your buddies alongside the uh, the perimeter of the dance floor. You can't go wrong, and, and the acoustics there are just phenomenal. Love catching bands at the Southtown Poorhouse. They're located at 2015 Library Circle, next to the Grand Cities Mall, open Tuesday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. They're looking to hire as well, so make sure to stop in there for employment inquiries. Uh, producer Paul's joining us. How's Paul? Oh. Confused. Confused. Yeah. There's all kinds of things going on that weren't supposed to happen. Yeah, we had, <laughs> we had some crazy tech. Thanks for bearing with us, everyone. We had some crazy tech glitches here. You know, I want to be a day without some tech glitches. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Every time. Yeah. So, uh, first order of business for the show today. Victor, you wanted me to make sure to bring up that uh, the River Cinema. They, you know, they're one of our awesome sponsors here, but we'll be talking about them later for doing our little uh, advertising for them. But they always do a flashback movie of the week where I think it's really cool. I've seen so many flashback movies there over the last several years. Random movie from as far back as like the 40s or 50s or as recent as like 10, 20 years ago. And this week they have the original 1990 live action Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie playing this weekend. And... Longtime viewers of big screens and TV streams, and people that know, and obviously by the hat you have on, they know you are a huge Turtles fan. Yeah. So, how psyched are you to see it on the big? I guess this will be your first time seeing it on the big screen. Yeah, this is. It's been a long time. Like I said, the the last time I had seen this was on uh, a very big uh, one of my grandfather's huge TVs that he had, and he was had it in his den. And that was the last time I had saw it, and just it, it's just crazy that's coming in theaters now. Like I said, I I wasn't born in 1990; I was born in 1993, which is still the early 90s. And though I I was born during the time when Jurassic Park came out, which I was really excited about that, but I still couldn't believe that you know I missed the Ninja Turtle movie because literally anybody who knows that Jim Henson when they came out with it, that was one of the biggest independent films ever created, and 
Well, it, it still holds up to it, this day. For, for, for many, many years, I want to say maybe as recent until like a three, five years ago, it held the record for most highest grossing oh, box yeah. office for an indie movie. Oh, yeah. And that's still considered to this day one of the greatest superhero films ever made. Oh, it's one of the best movies ever made. Like, ze- oh, seriously. I, I was tempted when this came out. I saw it in theaters. I, I that's what I was like, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> I was I, like, they're real. <laughs> I think I was just old enough to remember. I was seven when I saw it in theaters. And, you know, that was height of turtle fever. The cartoon was only on the air for... Just a few years, I mean, and then the movie was, or the comics were out for several years by that point, and, and the live-action film, if for people who haven't seen it, uh, would you say it's, no, I, Victor, you're way more familiar with the comics than, than I, I've, read, I've read some of the comics over the years, but not a ton, but it's, I want to say it's like a hybrid of, like, the darker, edgier stuff from the comics, like the Mirage yeah. comics, yeah. And but you still get some of that charm. Uh, like you recognize the the characters and the costumes from like the main turtles from the cartoons too. Like they give the color bandanas that came from the cartoons, the yeah. individual colored bandanas, oh, yeah. and some other aspects. But then they also have you know like the darker, grittier, not super dark and super gritty, but darker than the cartoon, right? Actually, more like you, when you. This is just like reading the comic book all over again. Like in the original comic book, it was just so gritty, and and watching the movie, I mean, it's just even grittier. Like. You'll see, <laughs> like, when I was a kid, I couldn't believe it. Literally, when they rang the gong, uh, there's a scene where they rang the gong, and all the kids come from that warehouse into the the auditorium where, and my, and mind you, fun fact, that actually used to be uh, an old brick factory that they filmed it in, and once that shadow came in, there's just dark shadow, and the shredder was there. He was just so scary and menacing, just like he was in the comic books, and he was just so frightening. Even when, he, it, when the uh, rooftop fight, I mean, he was just as menacing as he could be, and man, they, they did just like they did in the comics. It was gritty, it was raw, and it was just, but it would still have that charm, just like it did in the 80s cartoons and i think it made me want to eat nothing but pizza for like a month Same. if i remember from seeing the movie from the first time they got a ton of a product placement dollars if i recall correctly i couldn't remember if it was pizza hut or Domino's, but it, it was supposed to be uh pizza hut but um so fun fact uh if you ever bought the original vhs uh set they actually had a promotion for of course uh Pizza Hut, where they like making it great, and then so oh, yes. they couldn't do the they couldn't do it in the movie, of course, because they lost out to Domino. So Domino's made a deal with them. He's like, you can do it on the VHS release because right as you see the movie come up, there was a preview of a kid catching his first uh, baseball in all the world, and of course they went to Pizza Hut afterwards, and then of course in the movie the delivery man is a Domino's guy, and he's like... So oh, for the theater they got one company, and the yeah. VHS they got the other company. They got the best of top advertising dollars from both companies. Oh yeah, and and the funny thing too is when Michael Bay did his version, Pizza Hut had their full range of like pizzas like, like ever. They had like promotional deals for them and they said okay well we will give you michael bay's turtles we still give you the original turtles but we'll give you michael bay's turtles too so wow so i think um if i'm not mistaken is ernie ray's jr as i know he is i think he was the pizza delivery guy in uh, yeah. teenage mutant ninja turtles too yep. yep and you know he he's been in all kinds of martial arts flicks his dad's like a martial arts instructor for yeah show people um but I think I, th- I saw somewhere that he was actually 
one of the actors in the suits. Yeah, he was Donatello. He was Donatello? Yeah, okay. yep. he was Donatello in the first and second one. And I think even for uh, in the second one, he had to go back and forth because he couldn't be in the suit for very long. In fact, most of the actors that you'll see in the first movie, uh, you'll see one of them who played Raphael. He was in one of the cabs uh, and then the other one. He, it was so funny because in the shot where Raphael and Leonardo are arguing, there's a dude that's in the shot. So right as you see it, he, I don't think he knew he was in the shot. But once the, once you see this guy in the hat and he's leaning over in the corner, I was like, that was the funniest thing ever. I'm like, does nobody see him? He's in the corner. Just a random stage yeah, man a, or, he, or extra, just just chilling. Yeah, he's just chilling in the corner. It's like, does anybody see that guy? Oh man, that was probably the funniest thing in the world. It's like. Half of them had to be in there. Well, safe to say it sounds like you're going to see it this weekend. I'm looking forward to maybe getting your quick take on it next week here. So. I, I'm super excited. When when my friend Joey, I remember we came right out, out of uh, the original Orient, uh, Murder on the Oriental Express, and he's like, man, you've got to come over here. Come over here. And, of course, he told me, and I've literally freaked out. And I just I couldn't believe it because I'm like, this is what I've been waiting for for years. This is so crazy. And like I said, we did the Pixel video game show for That's this. That's right, so yeah. Like, I was excited for that. We should the- give a plug to that on our, our sister show on GFBS, uh, Midwest Super Pixel Pros, the video game show I host. Victor, you were a guest on that a couple weeks ago. That was Played so a ton fun. of old school Turtles games. I think Paul kicked our butts in some Turtles fighting games. <laughs> So, yeah, good times. That was so much fun. <laughs> yep. I literally want to do that again. <laughs> All right. Well, we need to move things along here. So we're going to jump from some turtles to some wolves. Paul's been watching on Paramount Plus, the new show. They only got a couple of episodes left this season, but they're most of the way through it. Wolf Pack, I think it's, what, a 10-episode season or eight episodes? And what you're, they're, like, through episode six or seven right now? Yeah, I think I'm actually only on, like, uh, episode four. Okay. The, the first episode, it was I thought it was really really well done. Mm. Um, they have this fire, and then all of a sudden, you know, there's it's like a forest fire or something. Yeah, and it like awakens like a wolf, like a werewolf or something. I don't know. The, the story's kind of losing me. Mm. Uh, as well as I think pretty much the entire budget went into the first episode, mm. <laughs> trying to get that big first fair. impression. Yeah, yeah, pretty much fair. And <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it is kind of turning into like. Twilight, but it's just the werewolf side. I was kind of hoping, like, someone would bring this show up because I knew that I love Sarah Michelle Geller. I know she said she was never going to act anymore, but when I saw her, I'm like, she's totally acting in this. And she executive produced this show. So I, I thought, you know, there was actually going to be some werewolves because we, we barely get to see any of them because the kids are on the bus. And I saw the preview. The kids are on the bus. And like Paul said, there's this huge fire and they just get snatched like immediately. Everyone's getting snatched. Everyone's screaming. And we don't get to see the wolves, but I, I wanted to they see do if the they, build up. They wait to yeah. uh, episode it, or two. I want to see it. And like, on like Twilight, they actually make the werewolf look like a werewolf it's okay thank the, god i was yeah. like well, that's what i was really worried the, the about the cg the cg has still kind of got me on the hooks so that it could be a little bit better but mm-hmm. i'm also i mean i'm watching it on a 75 inch tv fair so that could be exposing it a little more than the average viewer perhaps yeah i think if it was shrunk down maybe it'd look a little bit cleaner but fair. it's very very cg sarah michelle geller she's like the uh, detective kind of kind of just tr- trying to piece it all together right yep yeah, so how is she after? Because she like well, she's trying to she's trying to um, figure out who started the fires mm. because these fires are like consuming this, you know cities. Um, but I don't know if with her involvement uh, with the werewolf thing is yet. Mm. I think she's still just 
she thinks that there's a kid that started, that's an arsonist that started the fire. So I see um, from my notes, it's a seven-episode series, and so it's almost wrapped up then if you're already through episode four, or I think they may have one or two more episodes. I was looking on Paramount's website to see the listings of it all, and I think they said they still had one or two more yet to air. Yeah, yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I, I got... Yeah, I got to see how many are left there. I just, you know, I go one at a time. And, yeah, and but that's the weird thing about, like, Paramount. They, they've they been doing a lot of, like, kind of, like, limited series. And I wouldn't say limited series, but just, like, limited episodes of shows. And I don't know why they do it. I think they just do it for fun. But, like, that's the weird thing. Is like, maybe, like, one series and done? or Well, yeah, because it's, like, they've been doing that a lot lately. They did that with uh, Alicia Silverstone's uh, TV series, too. We never heard from her ever again. And then... We... No, they did it with Tulsa King. That was a weekly episodic show. Yeah. And but... I think they had a cliffhanger. I think it's coming back for future seasons. And, and Halo, they did that for... And that's confirmed for a second season. I'm surprised. I thought I thought with everyone not like because they said the ratings were kind of down on that. So I'm I'm really surprised about that. Even I think the last episode, someone said, "Oh, this is so lame." But I, if they're coming out for a second season. I'm very happy for them. So yeah, well, you know, I better double check and confirm. I want to say I thought for sure it had a, it was confirmed for a second season. That that's what I thought yeah. too. But then when I heard like it was not very liked by a lot of fans, they were like, "Eh." You shouldn't revealed his identity, and you shouldn't have done this. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's this TV show. <laughs> so, Paul, about four or five episodes in, a few episodes left. Do you think you're going to stick stick this one out? If there's just a couple to go here, I know he says kind of turning into something else that it originally may may not have thought it was to be by the first episode. Yeah, if it continues to get more teeny bopperish and teeny bopperish, I'm <laughs> I'm going to check out. <laughs> I mean, there's an audience for that. More power to them. I know that's usually not that's usually not up my alley, uh, but. I know, I know people around my age or, or so are just very kind of like wide range of ages that, that are in the whole young adult movie scene. And, hey, more power to them. Yeah. That's all you can do. <laughs> more power to you. <laughs> all right. So, uh, Victor, we're going to throw it to you here next for weekly fill our heads segments. So I got two things I worked in here for you from your uh, list of topics you gave me. The first on the Black Panther having a new look to him. Yes. So we, I actually found this very interesting. Um, they had like very interesting looks for him. He had a he had like a jungle look, and though it was pretty cool, I didn't think he needed all of that gear. So there, this has been happening quite a few times actually. They took old Marvel characters and kind of revamped their look a little bit. For Punisher, they did his skull a little bit differently, and, and I know, uh, of course, I told Dale this because uh, I know he's a huge Punisher fan, much like myself. And they, uh, as you can see. When uh, the chess piece that they did uh, the Punisher skull for, it has this huge kind of like Japanese way of looking at it. It's really menacing. Um, and the reason why they had to do it just to get a quick, you know, little thing for it. Um, okay, so the Hand, who is one of the most deadliest clans in all of Marvel, uh, they had basically tricked him into thinking that his wife is still alive. So because his wife is still alive, they had given him a choice. You can, you know, see your wife again and, you know, work for us, or you can, you know, watch her die again and, you know, basically watch her die again and we can just, like, have we work for us in general. Because they are able to bring themselves back to life 
they're an evil ninja clan. They're a mystical ninja clan. So, you know, they pretty much got him by the hook. So he gets to do whatever he wants to because they know Frank Castle is known for his skills of killing any bad people. So they and the cool thing is, is like they took every bad person in New York City, like they rounded up everyone, put him in a warehouse, got them down on their knees, got Frank Castle in a room with all them together and killed them all. And they did the same with Black Panther, too, except for Black Panther, when his attire was all jungle-like, I thought it would just be black, you know, like the usual black kind of attire, but no, they had, like, daggers on him, and they had, like, the jungle kind of rat, kind of ratty, you know, bandana on him, and it was pretty cool. I just thought it would be a little bit more, you know, darker-esque, but uh, no, they they really wanted him to go jungle out with See, it. So I heard that. Robert Downey Jr. is returning to the MCU as Black Panther. <laughs> if they did that, then I, <laughs> oh, I would literally lose, oh. flip my lid. I'm like, all right. Paul, yeah. I see what you did there. Yeah, I know what you were trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> Tropic Thunder? Yes. yes. <laughs> I'm the dude playing the dude disguised as another dude. <laughs> there, I always see like an article about that, a few articles about that every year, and then people quickly shout that down. Does that seem like what you usually see too, Victor? Or? I do. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and the funny thing about that was that Jamie Foxx, because they talked about this on Joe Rogan's podcast, he's like, I was so excited for him to play that character because I know Robert, he's so funny. I don't think people know how funny he really is. And that's why Jamie Foxx was like, you can never be offended by stuff like that because everyone's like, they ask every black actor, like, are you offended that he did blackface? I'm like, no, because he's so funny. And he, he really knew what he was doing because there is no way that Ben Stiller, Jack Black, and all of them were not going to be involved in something so outrageously, like, so-called racist if it wasn't funny because well, from what i understand victor i know i want i want to run this by from what i've seen on it i've seen many articles interviews with this robert downey jr when he was interviewed about it he said it, it was like a tribute to his dad i guess his dad did something similar yeah. like decades earlier yeah and a lot of the times too a lot of people said you know i'm like other this is like all being played as a joke yeah. like a riff but not like a serious like actual no. from like how you know many decades yonder <laughs> no his his dad was really like he was a very, very powerful uh, movie mogul, actually. He had actually, before, uh, fun fact, when Robert was a little kid, he actually starred in many of his father's films, and that's how he got started. And so, like Dale said, it was just a joke, and he did very well. Like, it's, it's not like the usual, like, it wasn't being racist or anything, so everyone doesn't have to get, you know, their panties in a bunch. It's just, it was just a joke, and it was to represent his dad because he did... A very uh, he did a skit about it actually a long 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 time ago and it was really funny and they did a really good job of it so him doing this in Tropic Thunder was just him being the no, serious is... <clears throat> method actor he was in That's the an, movie. It's not like how uh, Jimmy Kimmel did it because oh, yeah. he was Jimmy Kimmel completely did racist. Like, I was like wow. I mean <laughs> like, you you actually uh, portrayed a, a person. Yeah, that, that was, was yeah from, that, was, that like, was from his wow. Man Show days, right? Yeah, yeah, that was that was wow. That was. I, well, I think that was like in the final that. years when people were still kind of letting that get away with on TV. Yeah, yeah. I think. It was, anyway, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah we yeah, don't need was, to go down yeah. that well. Yeah. So, uh, but anyways, um, I see your other fill your head segment this week, Victor. Is do bad decisions define who we are? I actually funny thing when I because I had talked about this with my friend like for because we talk a lot about crazy things that happen in the world, and so um, he had told me a story about this young lady 
who had a who had a disease, and um, unfortunately, she un- she didn't know until the person uh, had uh, given it to her, and so. I thought back to the Charlie Sheen thing, what happened to him when, of course, he was involved with a lot of ladies and he didn't tell them of his diagnosis. And by the time he did, he had wrote it into a book. And so all these ladies were so angry at him. And I thought, okay, well, is he a bad person? You did something bad. I don't think you're a bad person excuse me, so-called person, per se, I think you did a very, very bad thing. Should that impede to you becoming a bad person? That's, that's I guess, something for everybody else to figure out. I mean, bad just because you do bad things doesn't mean you're a bad person, necessarily. If you're doing it with malicious intent, that's a bit of a different ball game. But otherwise, I don't think you're a bad person. I think people, like we've talked about before on this show when people do bad things it's it's so easy to do something bad because it's very easy everyone wants to take the easy way out that's because like doing a good thing is easy too but people would rather do the bad thing because they think quote unquote there is no consequences to these bad things but it comes later just not right now but it will come very soon and believe me it will kind of be like a tap on the shoulder like Excuse me, you you did something bad. So, and, and to all fairness, something bad's going to happen to you, and you can't escape it. So, I hope you realize that. So, just yeah. to tell you, <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, I I hear you. Yeah, it's crazy how, especially with public limelight on on celebrities and how people oh, get yeah. judged if, if a person had a bad night or be misquoted or misinterpreted nowadays. It's such a such a dicey situation, and then the whole social media bubble uh, world <laughs> that is to 2023. Yeah, it is. I think it's funny because it's like death. It's like death on Family Guy, and I like how Seth MacFarlane did this. When he wrote the character of death, he basically was talking about, like, death is always going to be looking over your shoulder, and he's like, oh, okay, I have to do this. I, I don't like this job, but I have to do it, so you you, you, you got to give me some slack. Because even he hates doing it. He co- hates coming down and having to kill people, but it's like, I, I gotta collect you, man. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, don't get mad at me. I, I don't shoot the messenger. I just, I'm just doing my job. You think I like doing this job? And it's funny because everybody who, who of course, they, what was it? One of my favorite songs, and still to this day, which is one of the greatest songs ever written, was uh, "Don't Fear the Reaper" uh, by Blue Aster Cult, and they did a remix version for uh, the Scream franchise. Uh, which was such a brilliant uh, remake of that song. And I love how it says, don't fear the Reaper, because, again, he's just doing his job, man. You can't blame him for that. So Another place we can't blame for doing their jobs are Oh for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. And there's nothing better than treating yourself to some good homemade baked goods. And if you want for special occasions or just a treat, they make incredible specialty items by order. And I, I, I was just there earlier today making my weekly stop and... I asked them what's the what's been selling like like, like crazy lately. I want to just mix it up, and they, I guess they do just limited runs of certain cupcakes. And I got a Mexican chocolate cupcake, and yeah, it had a, just a nice little kick to it, you know, with, you know, with a nice vanilla cream and or, or frosting and chocolate cupcake. Yeah, it was yeah five stars. They never disappoint me. And if you want to go there for lunch with soup, keto, gluten free, vegan options, they got you covered there too. If you're a business owner and want to treat your employees, make sure to check out their monthly employee discounts. 
They're located on the north back side of the Grand Cities Mall, open Tuesday through Friday from 10 to 4, and on Saturdays from 9 to noon. You can call them up, 701-757-2253, or email oforheavenscakes at yahoo.com. Be a beautiful cupcake in a world full of muffins. That's O for Heaven's Cakes in the Grand Cities Mall. If you're looking for a cake job, well, make sure to stop in to O for Heaven's Cakes because they are hiring and ask them about their employee opportunities. All right, so we're going to throw it back here. I got two mini reviews on a couple of TV shows I've been keeping up with this week. They both had their season premieres over like the last uh, three or four weeks. I saw the first three episodes of season five of A Million Little Things. That's on ABC and Hulu. And I saw the first two episodes of the final season of Picard on uh, Paramount+. Plus. So just going to give some quick uh, little rundowns of those. So... uh, so Picard season three, it's a final season, and for you know we kind of reviewed season two on the show here uh, about a year ago, and they said they announced they filmed seasons two and three at the same time, and that these will and they already put in the advertising season three is going to be the last season, and I know Paul's pulling up a picture behind me here. You can see behind me that it's pretty much a next generation reuniting. They get they're getting the vast majority of the original next generation cast. They had a couple do like one or two episode spots or maybe several episode spots in the first couple of seasons. Mm-hmm. But uh, now you, you can see they got the bring back Jordy Worf, Beverly, uh, Deanna, uh, um, Deanna. Yeah. Uh, so many old familiar faces, mm-hmm. but it's going to be one big Star Trek reunion. First two episodes in, they only brought in a couple so far. It starts off with Beverly C- Crusher. She's kind of like on her own rogue little ship. And she sends a distress signal to Picard, who's just kind of, you know, he's chilling in his winery with his with his lady there from the past seasons. And he gets this decoded message, and he's so he's off on a new season of adventures. Is, so, is Wesley in there? No Wesley yet. I actually oh. thought Wesley would be in there. Yeah, I was going to ask that, too. No Wesley. Well, didn't. at least not in the first two episodes. He did make an appearance in the last episode of season two. So, huh. yeah, kind of picking up where he left off, if people remember how he... Do you remember how he became a traveler in the Next Generation? Oh, it's been a long time since yeah. I've seen that episode. It's yeah, it's pretty much he... like a spinoff, like a good version of the Q uh, dynamic character. So you know, Q being the all omnipresent, uh, uh, just character or or, or, or some some facsimile of a person that that's all knowing, all around, all encompassing. So the trick. The tra- did, well, I'm sorry. Oh no, I'm sorry. I just like I was gonna ask. Did they ever give uh, Levron Burton his his visor back, or did they take it off of him? Gosh, I f- I'm sorry. I'm 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 a dumb nerd here. For not not even I don't consider myself a hardcore Trekkie, but like uh, in Star Trek Eight, that movie, the um, First Contact, they should they have just kind of like a little just quick throwaway line of dialogue where uh, I I think it was Data is like, oh, I just installed your new implants. You don't need your visor anymore. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, they did in the movie. They even did in the show a little bit because I remember they they took it off and you could see like he's kind of blind, not really just kind of clear eye kind of thing. And I think they did contact. Uh, they did this clear eye contact thing. That's always interests me because I we always see him with the visor on, and it's so weird to see him without it. Yeah, I, uh, he was only like that for like the last like three movies, like the whole TV show. He yeah. was yeah, he, he had the visor. Data, so far, season three, no. He was there for a good chunk of season one. Yeah, but that wasn't like Data, though. Oh, it was like, like Dr. Soon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, and I think there weird. was like one of the versions. I guess there's, 
I don't want to do a deep dive into Star Trek lore. There's like multiple versions of data. And oh, come on, nerd out, dude. No, yeah, give him no. <laughs> nerd, nerd out. Well, I, well, I'd, pr- I'd probably get, i probably get some of the aspects wrong. It's not like I've watched every episode of Next Generation like five or ten times. But uh, yeah. But no, so far, first couple episodes, I'm on board with what they're doing. Uh, they, they they got some of their original characters from Picard are, are back to uh, Raffi. She's kind of got her side story where she's working undercover for uh, Starfleet in this little off-the-grid, off seedy, underbelly uh, planet there. So that's kind of cool watching, seeing where her arc's going. And they have Riker and Picard kind of going on this one ship. They're seeing those two team up again after many, many years, just kind of going on a mission, mm. like old Next Generation days. That's been really cool so far because they're, they're off kind of like on a... And just pretending to be inspectors, but they're really trying to rescue Beverly. So just seeing where that goes from there. Two episodes in, I'm already liking it way more than season two. Uh, season two was very hot and cold, hot and cold. We we're we we're pretty down on it, if I remember right. Yeah, I stopped. Yeah, you, yeah, you didn't finish it, right? Yeah, no, yeah oh. the, that one episode set me over. It was just like <laughs> this is this is. I'm not wasting any more time on this. <laughs> yeah. I I do not blame you. Hopefully so, I get one on the wolf pack here pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> so I can stop with that nonsense too. Yeah, I don't want to be super... <laughs> well, they filmed season two and three at the same time, so it wasn't like they heard the feedback from season two and, and put it uh, into season three because they filmed them both at the same time. Mm. So it, just as easy as these first two episodes delivered for me, the last... I can see how the episode could take a quick cold swing and just be just fail all, all around. But seeing at least if they're going to fail, at least they're failing with the next generation crew that you know that was very popular, well known, and beloved. So yeah. I'm looking forward to see where things go. Uh, the other show, I'll keep it real quick here: Million Little Things, season five. Uh, this show is so serialized, where they there are so many little references to past story arcs that it's hard to really go into detail about all the major story arts and characters without really... you really got to watch a show, so that's why I'm going to keep it quick here. But this show has had so many extended season breaks because of the pandemic. They don't follow the typical season structure when the episodes air anymore. Like, it's been almost a year since season four wrapped up, so they are just starting season five. They're three episodes in. And I think I've mentioned this briefly in quick takes at the end, but it's pretty much a show about... It's a late-night uh, drama. Mm. So like serious drama, serious story arcs, but pretty much like a like a hard PG thirteen soap opera because mm. it, it airs at late night hours. Uh, it's about pr- pretty much the whole concept of the show is just about the power of relationships and family coming together to overcome uh, personal struggles, tragedy, and conflict. All so, right, I'm, I'm checking yep, out. That's what that's what I'm saying. That, that's what I'm soap saying. Opera. Soap opera. I know. Urger, <laughs> damn you, Dale. Blah. But I'll, uh, I'll, I'll tell my wife about it. She'll yeah. love it. That's what I was saying. It may not be for everyone. I like I like this stuff, so I, I like I that. I like but, soap operas. Yeah. So, I mean, in fact, David O. Russell said those are the greatest actors you will ever get. If you want a cat fight, instant cat fight. <laughs> yeah. So, but seeing it have the evening, you know, the character knows. Unlike daytime soap operas, they swear and they actually have more more edgier storylines. So, uh. but uh, it, it not all the storylines are or all the. All the scenes are there's characters that are just not up my alley, but for the most part, I like how every. The only reason I gave the show a chance is uh, the first part was because I was a huge fan of James Roday, a big fan of Psych. Yeah, yeah, I, I love Psych. That's let's go. So I'm like, all right, and, and James Roday kind of has that comic, similar style of comic relief too, because he's yeah. great at being just that witty one liner. I can see him improving a ton of his lines. He is just fantastic in here. I still feel like he's playing Sean. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's just, me too. he's just going to another. Kinda maybe di- dialed down just a little bit because yeah. he is a bit over the top 
shop in psych. Yeah. But, and here he's just he's just like your buddy, you know, that what makes all the wisecracks. So. I think I think he had to be just because, like, I feel over the years, Juliet told him to chill out, and because he became domesticated in this show, I was like, that's what they had to do to him. Yep. Yeah, and he kind of goes through that the, a lot of it. it kind of hits a lot of the soap opera tropes. You know, there's characters they have like you know they have illnesses and sicknesses, they kind of overcoming breakups, family deaths. Uh, Unless I hear aliens, I'm out. And there's an alien invasion. <laughs> James Roday finds a spaceship, commandeers it, and Gus is a, on the planet. No, that's a true soap opera. Yeah. And then uh, finds a bunch of chainsaw guns and just starts going to town. No. And he chains out with Gus. But no, I will, I will give props to series composer Gabriel Mann. Does a tremendous score for the series. It just kicks it in. But yeah, I'll leave it at that. A million little things. If you're into late night dramas and been missing out on it, definitely give it a high recommendation uh, on season five but you can find all past episodes on hulu so uh going from uh, from one end of the spectrum to the other we will segue into uh late night dramas into uh bears getting their nose up to no good oh, literally in this yes this is seriously based off a true story and yes this is the Ro- name of the loosely. movie loosely very yeah, loosely. Yeah, very loosely based <laughs> off a true story. Victor, well, I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but Victor, I know, I know you're more plugged into it than I am. I wanted to see it last weekend. I just didn't get around to it. The, Pe- the name said, I mean, it's, it's oh, how can you go wrong? Cocaine. Like, like literally. How yeah. can you go wrong with this movie? People oh, not watching the video version of the show, <laughs> they don't see the pictures up right now. We are talking about Cocaine Bear. You know, who, you know I could just see... Samuel L. Jackson being so pissed in his living room. Yeah. And he's like, snakes on a plane? Why not Cocaine Bear? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Who's on our writing team? They're fired. <laughs> so, yeah, this is based off. Here's a synopsis to, set, to get you going, Victor. Uh, based off a 1985 uh, real, based off of true events. Yes. Uh, the, now, the percentage of those true events is based off of, uh, you know, Victor, there, how about you can fill us in? There's, there's woods. There's oh, but no, you just, oh, but, but from what I gather in looking into this, the from the real event that happened in 1985, uh, that uh, a plane, a narcotics plane, a small personal yes. pl- a plane, they were, you know, they're traveling, but they were, they had to lose weight or else it was going to crash land. Yeah. And to lose weight, lose weight, they chucked duffel bags full of uh, cocaine. They either confiscated or is used for stings, one or the other, or both, for all I know. And they, they're like, well, we're in the middle of the woods. No one's around. It'll be safe. Until a bear got its nose in there and went on, from what I understood, quite the rampage. So, yeah. Victor, how accurate is the movie? This movie, man. Like, you know, I, I had actually, when I saw who directed and produced it, I literally was like, I didn't like her at first because of what she said about Steven Spielberg and many other directors. But, my God, she did so incredible in this and movie. And you were talking about Elizabeth Banks yes. of uh, Pitch Perfect 2 and Charlie's yeah. Angels yes. she directed. yes. I still don't like what she did with Charlie's Angels. That was another point. But at the same time, what she did with this movie was like, like, I was like Paul, man. When I first saw this, I'll, and of course, I love that Samuel Jackson joke. Um, yes. But when he, but, but this movie, man, like, you, you hear some outrageous stories, but this was one of the most outrageous stories I ever heard in my life. And this was back in the Have you 80s. heard of Messed Out Mountain Lion? Yeah, but not, but not <laughs> like... sequel. But, yeah, but none <laughs> like this, man. This was like literally, as Dale, like you just said, and it was in the 80s. The dude literally, they were flying over in this huge, huge plane. They took all these duffel bags of cocaine. I'm talking like 
dozens of them and they threw it out the window the dude was literally on some as well and the dude not only did he throw it out but he ended up hitting his head Right as he was about to jump out of the plane, the fool died, and then they had to go and investigate, and the cocaine is scattered all around the Blood Mountain forests, and the dudes, when they went in there, that bear consumed what little cocaine was left. And my gosh, you're talking about an apex predator. A black bear literally doesn't give a crap what you are. They will eat you. And my gosh, this bear, dude, when you put him on cocaine, he was just like... He was just like euphoric and he was just dancing around. Next thing you know, he's just just chomping on you like a you know Thanksgiving dinner. And I'm like, God, hiding all kinds of innocent campers in its path. Oh man, dude, like you don't want to mess with this bear. Like black bears aren't actually that big. They're not, but they're they're aggressive. As okay, that. so I, I I got a question for you, Victor. I I try to stay away from previews because I, I I didn't. I was planning to catch this opening wing. If I want to know how it put out, you know, going by the name of, especially the poster we got on the video uh, version of the show right mm. now, and just the name of the movie, do they play it for like murder slasher flick laughs, like Tucker and Dale versus Evil or Cabin in the Woods, or is it you no? Know, since it's based on true events, do they try and find some middle ground, or like a, is it more seriously played portrayed? It's a, it's a bit of both. So like the fact that. And I love Elizabeth Banks, you know, Sucked because she brains out. <laughs> she, she knows comedy, but she also I would say like she's like Sam Raimi. She knows comedy and horror. And when you mix both of them, it's like a perfect grilled cheese sandwich. It cannot be denied. And this was played for it's it's funny as it is horrifying to watch. And my God, it's and funny that you say Tucker versus evil. It is just like that. It's so funny. But you you see these gruesome things and you're like oh my god like <laughs> what it's, is it, dude? it's gruesome and gory but oh, but the way it's shot is like has oh, some yeah. uh, has some comic relief to it yeah and and like i said this is a real story like these are people that really did this stuff and again this is just like black Klansmen. again the most outrageous story you'll ever hear in your life like you'll hear like Oh, a guy winning and infiltrating one of the most hate, hated, most hateful groups in America. Oh, there's a bear who ate cocaine. What story is going to come next? Like th- these are stories that you would think, come on, man, the, the, a, co- a bear eating cocaine. Like, come on. I'm not like, going to be Yogi and Boo Boo oh, on, oh, on LSD. That's <laughs> 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 Oh God! You no, got... that's actually pretty good. <laughs> oh yo, oh yogi! <laughs> hey yogi, let's see what's in this picnic basket. Hey. Oh, I'm tripping balls, yogi! <laughs> oh my, oh my, we're all going to hell. <laughs> you just have to see this, Victor. I see Ray Liotta's in this. Was this one of his last movies then, uh, or yes. was there another one he filmed that that came out after this, or was this uh, yeah, well, his official last role? No, this was his official last role, and also, yeah, this was fun fact. This was uh, not only a great film but this was to pay tribute to the late great mr ray liotta who was one of one of the He's, one of my favorite personal actors because my god so is he alive when they were making this movie yep he was alive when he uh, made it but after he because he had shot two movies in the span actually no he shot three movies to be specific in that span of time and by the time he had got to this one they had already paid he'd already did his scenes and they already did it and then he went to his hotel room and then of course they he Died in his sleep. Is he like just like a minor supporting role, or just a few scenes, or no, a decent amount? No, he's in a decent amount, and uh, they, like I said, they pay tribute to him. Oh, that's awesome! I, I thought that was so beautifully done because 
Ray Liotta, man, what a treasure yeah. he is, man. Just I remember we paid tribute to him when we, when we had a break news yeah. uh, several months back. I, yeah. st- I still couldn't believe that, man, because he, man, just what a dynamite actor. I remember the first movie I saw him in, actually, before Goodfellas, even though that was so good, he did so good in that movie, was uh, Coraline Coraline with Whoopi Goldberg. And my gosh, man! Even in even though know, he's not a gangster, or like even in Hannibal, when he uh, when they just cut his like literally cut his like frontal lobe out, and Hannibal Lecter's eating his brains, I was like, just he can do anything. I love Ray Liotta; he's so cool. So, final word on Cocaine Bear. I see on Rotten Tomatoes, it's got pretty pretty solid uh, aggregate so far. Mm-hmm. Critic. 70% audience, 75%. That's pretty well above average anyways, well above halfway. They, I, I'm sorry. Critics don't – critics, you know how I, you and me have had back and forth. But you, you just have to see – you and Paul have to see this movie because, man, this is just – Oh like I'm God. not going to see this movie. I, I, well, of course I know you're going. I, <laughs> I want, if Paul yeah. doesn't see this movie, like, well, come on. <laughs> I, was, I was definitely planning on it, and then I heard—I want to say—I heard a couple mixed things from some other critics online yeah. that I usually trust their opinions on. But then I told myself, you know what? I know Victor's going to see this. I have to see what Victor has to say. You definitely you, sold me on it. You, you have to see it because, oh my God, <laughs> does this does this seem like an early top ten contender for you? Oh yeah, like this was one of the most hilarious and most finest creature features. I have received. Oh, and people are people are jumping on this with the mems. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, my my favorite one is the uh, the Coca Cola bear. <laughs> Coca Cola, yeah, all, all depressed because you find out there's another Coke bear out there stealing your thunder. Oh. No, that poor Coca Cola bear. I love it. Sue him. All right, uh, we need to move along here. We want to make sure to give a heads up to help support Grand Fork's Best Source by checking out that donate link on top of the gfbestsource.com website. Or another great way to support us is leave us a review on Google or your favorite podcast app. Both are great ways to help support GFBS. We thank all of you for making us part of your day and for your support. All right, so, Victor, the time is here. I know you've been hyping up for a few weeks. I don't know what... I didn't ask you before the show. I wanted to find out live on the air. You've been hyping up the big figure to be all action figures for your weekly action figure showcase. So what's the what's the verdict? Do you I, or do you not have an awesome action figure for us this week? I do have an awesome action figure for you this week. It's not the one that I've been hoping for because again, they keep they it is little too, delays, little delays. It, it's not even delays. It's just because again, they said it was to come out March third, so we have to kind of wait one more a little week. bit more. But I still have one, nice. and I'm kicking it back into the 90s of course nice and, and of course these lovely cups which are very very really 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 good and they're beautiful too look at them they're like really crystal clear very crystal clear everyone like look at this until they turn blue yeah exactly the, that's the cool part about it mine are actually turned a little bit blue actually it's turned a little bit blue but i kicked it off with the 90s because of course i oh i got i this was an old figure now i've had this figure since i was a little kid maybe and, hold up just a little bit oh, for the camera yeah. there so this was uh from of course the 1990s uh batman the animated series i've had this action figure for years uh, now i lost my fr- the first one i had i lost it i don't know where it is. i think it's still in my parents garage and i'll have to look but um oddly enough i went to a pawn shop Many uh, years ago, down in Fargo, and man, I found a truckload of treasures that I thought, man, this is so cool. And then it was a bunch of Ninja Turtle toys. The dude was like, oh, dude, I can see you're a huge Ninja Turtle fan. So he just gave, like, he's like, dude, you could just, like, have them. Like, they're just one dollar, man. You could just have them all. I was like, are you serious? Oh, like, he, let's he recognized go. your passion for yeah. the turtles. He's like, no, 
you 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 have to have yeah these. i was take like them. i was like are you serious like yeah just t- just take them man I'm like this is so cool and the cool thing too is that there was a bunch of batman figures in there too and he's like yeah just man we know you love to just take them and so, so he the, just the, gave them to so me so this figure you had here uh, for the audio people listening on audio why don't you give a little bit of a description of it for us here this is basically where so uh if you see in the animated series batman always like he it was in one of the episodes. It was actually, uh, what was it? Uh, the Heart of Hardak, uh, which was one of my favorite episodes. It was a two-part episode where uh, the, uh, this huge machine, he's a robot, and he makes silicone versions of all of Batman's friends and allies. And so Batman, of course, he couldn't catch one of this beautiful blonde girl who was a robot, and so he had to catch her. And so what he did was he went up to the roof of his building, literally took it, uh, of course, from uh, his building, and literally had a bat wing literally wow. in the front of his building so he just took it put it on and just was flying and catching <laughs> this woman like nuts and then of course she was like oh no you know he's catching up to me I have to shoot him down and literally he just shot her down all the way to the sea but Batman of course because he's Batman he survived it and literally he brought it back home with him and it was wrecked and then he fixed it so I mean like I, I love that Batman no matter where he goes he's always prepared whether it's in the front of his office building or whether it's just out different locations he always has a surprise waiting for every villain which i love him for and this just seeing this toy again after so many years i'm like that's awesome this cape turns into a glider yeah it does and it's, it's like it can be a parachute it can just be a glider it can be whatever you want and it also can be an awesome intimidation act where he just has the cape draped over him and he's just looking at the villains like i am batman serious af batman like literally this was one of my favorite i carried this figure everywhere with me when i was a kid whether i went to church with it whether i went to so you have this one going all the way back to the prior century oh yeah like in my like i said formative years man i carried this thing with me everywhere this was one of my favorite figures and still is and i still carry it everywhere with me just because it was one of the greatest toys that i ever had in my life and i still have a lot of batman and toys and a lot of ninja turtle toys. i have a lot of action figures but man when i get to have something with me after so many years it's a it's a blessing in disguise so well victor your energy never disappoints dude i love how you get so into your uh, weekly action figure showcase segment here i i I really appreciate just talking to you guys about this stuff because like i said man i know now i know like i said the other figure will come out march 3rd so that'll Uh, be this this weekend or so yeah yeah and i'm i'm really excited to show you guys because just like this figure it it was just, it's so much more like than meets the eye, and I'm really excited to show you. So next week for sure, yes. the Ultimate Figure Showcase, yes. Deluxe it's, Gold Edition. It's Hopefully. kind of, it's kind of uh, cool that, you know, you, you know how you like that uh, figure, it, you've had it forever, you know, yeah. like when you were a kid. Because I have kids, and so, you know, my four-year-old, like, he got a chase from, uh, what is it, Autobots? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, and he's always, where's Chase? I need Chase before I go anywhere. And, you know, it just, just turns into a little cop car and then into a robot. It's super simple. But, you know, but that's like his thing. That's mm. like his jam. He's got to have that with him wherever mm. he goes. This is good luck charm. Yeah, yeah. and that's what, I, uh, that's what I love about toys, like especially just even from Paul telling me, the, like, your kids, because they love toys, they're like, yeah, if I don't have that, I, I can't go. It's, yep. it's just not, I can't do it. <laughs> and, that's, and that's the greatest thing about it. Oh, and God figures. forbid they forget it at daycare when you pick them up. Oh, oh no. Man. Yeah. It's like, I'm not going anywhere until it's back <laughs> in my hands <laughs> immediately. He's keeping the building safe. <laughs> We're going home. <laughs> 
Well, I, I, well, besides going home, another place we immediately have to go to is at our friends at the River Cinema 15 and the Shire Barn Grill. We want you to make them your next dinner and a movie destination. They're both located inside the River Mall in East Grand Forks. Now you can either dine inside the movie memorabilia-laden restaurant the Shire or take your meal directly to the movie you'll be attending. Some of this week's featured movies are... Well, like Victor already mentioned, Cocaine Bear. And also still playing as Ant-Man and the Wasp in Quantumania. Magic Mike's Last Dance is still there. Marlo, Amazing Maurice. And we'll be talking about in our upcoming releases here shortly, opening this Friday, Creed 3. And and actually, uh, speaking of dinner and a movie, we're doing a dinner and a movie giveaway here. Uh, So people tuning in right now, if you're watching on the live chat... uh, Movie trivia question to win here. We're going to give away uh, two movie passes to the River Cinema along with a $25 gift card to, is it Spud? Spud Jr. Spud Jr., yes. So dinner and a movie, pretty much a date night here giveaway. So random movie trivia question. What should we do? What Creed 3 is a big movie uh, opening this weekend. Should we do a Creed? How about a, yeah, Rocky Rocky movie trivia? Yeah, yeah, that'd be fun. Okay. Oh, that'd be so awesome. Well, here's here's an here's an easy one. So well, no, you don't want to make it easy. Well, kind of kind of easy. Kinda, <laughs> well, t- t- <laughs> it's so easy. Well, tell you what, I well I love the Rocky movies a lot. So maybe why don't you grade the question? If you don't like the question, we'll we'll switch it up. Who in the very first Rocky movie? What's the name of the fighter that Rocky is facing in the church basement? How do you oh. like that question? Oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a really good one. I right. mean, somebody's just going to Google someone, it. Yeah, someone can Google it. Google it. <laughs> but it's like that. You cannot Google it. Don't do it. I know you'll try to Google it, but don't do it. All right. So should so we'll look for people in the live chat. Should I? Will we still extend this if we see people comment on Facebook maybe afterwards? Or should we just do the length of the episode here? Hmm. That's a good question. Maybe uh, or up for a day or so after the show airs? Or, I mean, the first person to maybe text the business yeah. phone? Yeah. Uh, we could do that. Yeah. That'd be fair. Yeah, there we go. And that fair. way we could contact the person directly. So yep. that, that phone number, 701-213-0863. Once again, 701-213-0863. Just text us uh, the answer to that trivia question. Who did Rocky face at the beginning of the very first Rocky movie? You can easily Google it, folks. And, but then, and then also... Include your name. Yes. Yes. And your because name. Because we, we, it doesn't show up. It just shows up as a number. Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Random a zero eight five or niner number. Or you're whatever the winner. You, yeah. Whatever you. Whatever you are. Yep. <laughs> so yeah. Text us. Uh, text us the name who Rocky faced in the beginning of the very first Rocky movie. Seven zero one two one three zero eight six three, along with your name, and the first person to do it, well, you'll get uh, two free movie passes to the River Cinema and a twenty five dollar gift card to the Spud. All right, so and I guess just to wrap it up here, uh, Tuesdays River Cinema they have five dollar movies all day long, and on Wednesday and Thursday they got the Senior Matinee Special for five dollars and fifty cents. Uh, River Cinema 15 has multiple theaters with luxury recliners, expanded concessions, and now serve adult beverages, and it's family owned and operated. By the same company that also runs the Grand Theater in Crookston. And for their showtimes, go to morefamilytheaters.com. All right. Awesome giveaway going on. We want to we wanna get some comments, folks. Text away 701-213-0863. Who did Rocky face in the beginning of the very first Rocky movie? All right. I guess speaking of other movies coming out, got preview of some of this week's upcoming releases to streaming services and, and movie theaters. I got five picks here for you. So the very first one... 
Does anyone here have Apple TV Plus? It seems they're getting more and more marquee, uh, noteworthy hits. Uh, Stuff that's getting a little stronger I, feedback. I want to say it's I a Netflix. I won't support Apple. I, 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 <laughs> I, well, I just got to cut myself off on streaming services at some point. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm the same way. I've, I've kind of tried to. I you, only, you did like a free trial? I, okay, so to, to be fair, and, and anybody who, who thinks this, I'm sorry, you are very silly in your ways. If someone or somebody, in this case Apple, gives you a free subscription, it's too good to be true. It's never free because there's no such thing as free. Sorry. But it, they, they did try to give me a free subscription. I think because I had already supposedly subscribed to many other streaming platforms. They just were on my TV, and I couldn't help it but then just be like, all right, fine. I'll, I'll look into what they got. And they have a lot on there, but like Paul, I, I think I'm just like, you know. I, the, nah. the reason I, I won't support it is because Apple, once you do, like get involved with Apple, you have to get everything Apple. Yeah. So now if this streaming platform becomes popular, yeah. well, pretty soon you're only going to be able to access it if you have an Apple computer or yeah. an Apple phone or, mm. you know. And, They'll and, lock and, it out. And yeah. if all the good movies are on there, I'm going to be like, well, what the heck? You know, no. It's Steve Jobs telling yeah. you, yeah. from beyond the grave, you will respect me. Well, I'll still, uh, if I see they got a noteworthy, at least some big name talent for us, for that's uh, a show or a movie that's debuting on Apple TV, I'll make sure to at least give it a mention here because there's viewers and listeners that do have Apple TV Plus. So the one I got on here for this week is a new TV series called Liason. It's the first season, and it's an unpredictable, multi layered plot where espionage and political intrigue play out against a story of passionate and enduring love. And the lovers happen to be stars Vincent Castle and Eva Green. New episodes debuting Fridays. I think that's liaison. Lia- liaison. I always always get that one. That one. That one's always a. Uh, that one always throws me off guard. Liaison. They, they always have like okay, and I I don't know if it's just in general, but they always have weird actors. Always or just like places have weird names. It's hard to pronounce, and then they get mad at you because it's like, oh, you didn't pronounce it. We'll have a name that's not weirdly. Hard to pronounce. Come on, man. You know, this isn't... Come on. I mean, I know you're trying to be unique, but this is really, really hard, and you're making it not easy for me to pronounce your name. Next up, we have... Oh, gosh. I did not mean to say it like that. I was going to say we have, but the name of the movie is We Have a Ghost. A streaming exclusive film on Netflix, uh, original movie, stars uh, Stranger Things uh, megastar David Harbour, and he plays a ghost named Ernest who haunts the home of a young man named Kevin, uh, played by Jai Diallo Winston. And after Kevin's father, played by Anthony Mackie, posts videos of Ernest, the ghost caught in action to the internet online, the family and their ghosts become viral sensations. And I was talking to John, uh, the daytime host here on GFBS. He actually said he saw it yet last night. He said it, gave, it was a hit with him and the family there. He gave it the seal of approval, said it was a nice family comedy. And just the way he described it, he showed me the trailer. It kind of gave me vibes of uh, Casper a little bit. Oh. So, the, the live-action Casper. So, oh, okay. Yeah. But, uh, so, yeah, there you go. And then next up, another Netflix series, big hit here, uh, F1 Drive to Survive, new season, season five. Hit docuseries that follows the F1 racing season and interviews the drivers that are – and it's a big hit show it led to f1 exploding in popularity in america these past five years and the new f1 season actually kicks off this weekend so it's a show i've been meaning to catch up on but i am way behind on 
All right, two theatrical releases rounded off in theaters this Friday. Somebody I used to know, and in this film, Jason Statham plays a star. He, he stars as a super spy who must track down and stop the sale of a deadly new weapons technology wielded by a billionaire arms broker who is played by Hugh Grant and it's directed by Guy Ritchie. So some decent Yo, talent. Victor, you're... Yeah, let's go. <laughs> Operation Fortune. Let's go. You seen some previews for this one? Oh, I love Guy Ritchie. He's one of my favorite, one of my favorite filmmakers. He had done, and fun fact, he had already made like two films in the span of like a week. Like, that guy's on fire. I love Guy Ritchie. He always makes great films. I love him. And he made him one with Jake Gyllenhaal, so let's go. <laughs> and finally, I think this may be our pick of the week, safe to say, but Creed Three releasing oh. in theaters Friday. So Adonis Creed, played by Michael B. Jordan, has been thriving in both his career and family life. When a, when a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy, Damien, who is played by Jonathan Majors, a.k.a. Uh, uh, gosh, Kang, the, the Ant Man boss, Kang, Kang, Kang the Conqueror. Kang the yes, that guy. He's he's the he resurfaces after serving a long sentence in prison, and eventually the two clash and must face each other for Adonis's championship. Uh, With nothing, and you know, Ad, Ad, um, Damien has nothing to lose. So, no. and this is also the directorial debut of Michael B. Jordan as well. Yeah. So going to be very interesting to see how this plays out. I am stoked for this. Sam. Huge, huge, huge Rocky fan. Uh, Sam. And I honestly, this one I, I feel is going to be so many, like so much personal. That's what I loved about the, the Creed movies was that in the second one, he got to face like, off against his father's killer son. And then, of course, once you know it, his past yet again, come, like not only his father's past, but his past comes back to catch up with him. And this dude, that's probably the worst thing, is when you mess with a man who has nothing left to lose. That's the sucky part, is that he's just going <clears throat> guns ablaze and for him. You know, so it looks like Michael uh, B. Jordan is the director in this now, too. Yeah. Yep. So he's going to have a fail from me All right. if he doesn't have at least one workout montage. Oh, that's that's a gimme. That's <laughs> you a gimme. If you're, if you're going at the... I mean, you're taking over the Rocky franchise. I don't care if you renamed it Creed. You got to have a a workout montage. And if it's a if it's a Rocky movie, you can't just have one montage. You got to have like five at well, least. Yeah, five maybe the, maybe the whole maybe the whole album. Yeah, <laughs> they're yeah. probably gonna have like multiple <laughs> just because they they had done it in the trailers. Because man, these guys got jacked for their role, especially Jonathan Majors. He had already stayed in shape, but man, he just got completely like rock hard for his for his role. Man, like that guy's scary. And and the montages can't just all be rap. <laughs> You got. You got to have at least one. You got to have the Rocky theme, or one of the like two or three iconic Rocky themes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's great. Well, I want. I want you guys to imagine, like, like literally, because Paul had called it twice today. He called it like literally. We were just like looking at each other, and then with the Rocky question, he's like, you know, they're just gonna, they're just gonna like Google it. He's like, yeah, they're just gonna Google it. And then of course with this one, he's like, is they have a montage? You cannot all be rap, which is fair because. The second one, as well as the well, the first one didn't, but the, first, the second one did have a little rap in it. I'm like, at least have the Rocky theme in it. I, I at least want the montage to be like, yeah, I made it to the mountain. Yeah, gotta at least have that. Oh yeah, I I'm on sucker for a good Rocky montage. I'm sure they won't they will not disappoint. So 
safe to say we'll be reviewing that next week. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Let's All right. Go. So before we wrap up with some quick takes, some plugs for the week on GFBS for some other GFBS shows. You want to make sure to check out tomorrow's Dirty Thursday as they continue their salute to women interviewing the better halves of race drivers. And tomorrow's show will feature... Sally Malley herself, no, just kidding, not Amy Nygaard, and Amanda Munson. They'll be on tomorrow's Dirty Thursday. Make sure to check it out. And coming up on this Friday's new episode of Weird Cinema, Iki Ichabod will be telling us all about the 1983 fantasy film, Kroll, and why that movie was responsible for starting the Glaive uh, just popularity stream that inspired Predator as the, one, of the, one of the go-to weapons of choice for film antagonists. So all this and many more shows you can find every week by searching GFBS on your favorite podcast, social media, and streaming audio apps. All right, guys. And, and I was supposed to be on Kroll, but I screwed up and right. didn't come into the studio, so I missed out. Oh, no. I was the one that recommended it. Dang it. <laughs> it's okay. It, well, we got, we got a good one in store for the week after that, though. That's still, so. a, good, that's still a good one. Yeah. yeah. Kroll, yeah, that was that was a fun that that'll be a fun one to talk about. Check it out. It'll be debuting this Friday at nine o'clock, and then immediately available in our on demand in the archive. I'm just there. gonna be so mad because I'm gonna listen to it, and I'm just gonna pick apart their their whatever they were talking about, and be like, God <laughs> dang it, why wasn't I there to, you know, tell them tell set them straight? That's right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm I'm sure we'll have our a game on. We will we will not get anything wrong in that movie. We will be spot on with our analysis. I could just see Paul in the corner be like, Yo, that's wrong, wrong. That's oh, sorry. Continue. And continue. I don't know what I, I don't I don't know what you're talking about, Paul. Saying you weren't there. It's still two days from now. Oh yeah, fair enough. <laughs> you know, don't forget oh, it's Friday at nine. We'll, live from the GFBS studios, Icky yeah, Ichabod's Weird Cinema. Widow of the Web must have got me. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right, quick takes. So what, what have you guys seen that we haven't talked about yet or what else you got going on lately? Uh, Paul. Okay, I'll start because um, I'm the one that's got uh, not very nice things to so, say. So wait, wait, before, before I jump in, so Last of Us, Episode 7, we're, we're doing our little weekly update on Last of Us. Now, Paul, you mentioned Episode 3, oh, you, 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 <laughs> you had quite the epic rant of, which was like uh, focused on a big, big relationship. I'm excited. Now, how would you like the cross my mind nonstop that they do that again, but with Ellie's backstory? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and she's like a high schooler at this point. I mean, it's just absolutely asinine. But the thing that makes me even... Like, more upset about this is that, okay, so it's not just that. So even, like, that Wolfpack movie. So now there's, you know, they introduced the the son of, like, one of the guys. Is, so he's gay. So every other episode, they got to have a gay scene with him and some dude. You know, in The Last of Us, they got to have a gay scene in, you know, every third or fourth episode. And then... And then there was another one that I was watching. Oh, and I was I was trying to watch the new um, documentary on Whitney Houston. Mm. And the first 30 minutes of the movie is just uh, her being gay. And he doesn't even talk about her, like, singing or doing anything. And I'm just like, right. why is everything about being freaking gay <laughs> in movies and, and in shows? Like, just, I, I don't you, care. I, I want the storyline of the show. And and what the the premise of that is like if I see a movie that says the boys and it's got a guy holding another guy's ass I know okay that is a movie about like a gay relationship or something okay I'm it's gonna be a hard pass like I'm not I'm not gonna watch it I'm sorry but 
you know, but if people want to watch it, they can watch it because they know that that's what it's geared towards. But if you're just trying to watch a movie or a show that has to do with fungus monsters, why is every third episode about some gay relationship? And I mean, it's not like they even like, like if there's a straight relationship, it lasts for literally about five seconds of a show. But they got to take an entire season and throw freaking five episodes into it. It's just so goddamn infuriating. Oh my God. Just get over it. Nobody cares. It's not a soap opera. Just get get to the story. Like that whole relationship like thing, like these two dudes making out, nothing changed in the course of the story. Absolutely nothing. It was just there to be there. <laughs> well, Victory, I know you, you said you played the games. So how accurate was this portrayed in the games? Or is this like a little thing or nothing? Or is this all, all new compared to what's in the video games? Or <laughs> There was there was a bit of a... a There's a bit of a little bit... Like, they, I think they draw it out. And they do this because, again, um, the, the games are completely different to the, the show. And, and the, the show is great. <laughs> when Paul said... This is because this is so funny, and and I love how they do this because I I know that they're trying to appeal to the every mass in the world, but you can't do that. And to be fair, I I love what they're trying to do with ga- like the game wise, like it is the environment they are in is so cool because it is it's just like in the game. The characters, it's just like The Walking Dead. You know, when you read the co- the graphic novels, it's so different from the show because there's, you're not going to get the same characters as you would in the in the show. You, the only probably most accurate person in that comic to the show is Negan. But it's the same thing in this in this kind of episodic kind of show slash video game show. It's it's so hard to like I would say yeah there's you're going to get like a bit of people in there certain people aren't even in the game and you're only going to see them for like a bit like Paul said this isn't a soap opera but in this case they're making it one <laughs> and the fact that Paul nailed every every rant of the like what I would say <laughs> which would be which is already hilarious because again he's just like he's like Peter Griffin he's like oh my god who the hell cares I just see Paul saying that just like Peter Griffin like who the hell cares oh it's so good I love you Paul <laughs> I just I was like no, they kind of have like a little bit set in the current time where Ellie's kind of patching up Joel because Joel got a little messed up in episode at the end of the episode six. So you're kind of really fascinated to see where things got picked up from there. But you just see about what a minute of where she's like, "All right, I'm going to get help." But then when they come back at the end of the episode, it's just another minute where she just finds a, a sewing kit and, and just sews up Joel. And it's just two minutes in the present day, and then they. <laughs> I mean, I'm all for expanding characters' backstory and you know, learning more about characters and their past and all that, but they, they definitely could have trimmed it down by, like, at least yeah. half, right? Yeah. Or I all. Yeah, what do you say? Like, probably, probably like, yeah, I would say, like, Paul, like, I'll, you could have just trimmed all that down because, I mean, it's, it's one thing to explain someone's backstory, but then to explain it, like, like a full, like, entree, I'm like, okay, now you just, now you just overfilled it. How did you like that Mortal Kombat 2 reference, though? Uh, that wasn't too bad. Yeah, that wasn't too bad. <laughs> we'll give we'll give we'll give them a pass on that, right? <laughs> Can't go wrong with Mortal Kombat, so I'll give it to them there. <laughs> hey, hey, move the joystick! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so two more episodes left, and then we'll be done with Left of Us, Last of Us. Uh, any other quick takes, Paul? 
Uh, okay, well, yeah, so 1923. I think that was the last episode of the season. I think it was the season finale. Was it? And it, Unless I'm uh, mistaken, maybe there's one more? Because if it is, I'm like, that was really dumb. It had a sense of closure, this latest episode no, here? Yeah, it was no? like, well, it was totally setting up if it was the or last Or a cliffhanger, setting up a new season, you uh, think? Yeah, setting up a new season. Like, this, the stupid side love story between this, you know, son-in-law or stepson or whatever the hell he is <laughs> that's coming from Australia with his newfound <laughs> wife that the only thing that they run into is stupid, unimaginable bullshit. <laughs> like... <laughs> the two of them they just survive everything and they run into every single piece of bad luck that you can think of. It's literally a love story. I think we talked about this last time. Yeah. Like, like, they're trying to make him into Fabio. Well, the two of them at the end of this one, they get separated and then she's dying on the boat, like trying to save her, like going over the rails. Come back, my love. Come back. You know, and he's over there with a gun to his head, like, we're going to Portmore. <laughs> wait for it sister and then everything that's going on in montana which has to do with the show i have no clue what's going on because they just keep sidetracking the stupid love story and yeah. <laughs> so hopefully they have a another episode to kind of give some little bit of closure to this show yeah. that is yeah. entertaining but also really stupid yeah i didn't really understand yeah i that was because the last time we talked about this, yeah, I did. And when I watched it, I'm like, yeah, I was like, there's no way you could escape all these bad luck things. That's just not yes, the way life yes. happens. I'm it's sorry, ridiculous. but you can. <laughs> nice try. I, I love the, the the effort for trying at least to be perfect. But come on, man, you you come on. <laughs> Overall, if this was the last episode for uh, this season of 1923, you think you're going to stick with it? Well. Mm, possibly, because I still need uh, the new season of actual Yellowstone. I jumped it all off before they made all these other side ones. Yeah, he, but if, if this one, I mean, if if they don't get this uh, kid back to the ranch for that's coming from Australia within like the next episode or two, I'm probably checking out. Checking out. Yeah, maybe one or two more episodes. See where it goes. Yeah, yeah, because those those side stories are getting really annoying. I mean, it's to the point where I'm just like, all right, I'm just gonna fast forward through these two. Like. Filler. Nothing ever happens. They're on the other side of the fuck. I mean, on the other side of the world. <laughs> it, does, it has no relevance to the story right now of what's going on in Yellowstone. Okay. Any other quick takes for the week, Paul? I watched the uh, the weekend's um, performance in L.A. That was pretty. Oh yeah, his live performance. Oh nice. Oh yeah, that's right. He did do that on for uh, the HBO Max kind of thing. Yeah. Oh, he did a live special. Yeah. Yeah, he did a live special. I didn't get to I see was, it, but I heard it was pretty good. I, I, yeah, if you were there, that would have been a hell of a concert to oh, see. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, it was like light show galore. It was, right. It was cool. Awesome. All right, Victor. Um, I already, like I said, I was excited for the Ninja Turtle movie. Um, they had already, uh, for quick synopsis here, they already released teaser trailers already for the Batman, the Brave and the Bold special that they were going to do uh, for James Gunn's whole uh, new DC revamp, uh, which I thought was pretty cool. I really wish they would have just presented the actual preview, but teaser trailer, they got to tease everybody for it. Um, I'm also excited for uh, the next generation of Turtles. Uh, they had talked about it for the last Ronin. Um, I'm kind of not used to uh, I, w- I Like I said, I'm used to the, the of course... 
the four that we all love, Raphael, uh, Leonardo, Donatello, and Michelangelo. But since they're all gone now, um, yeah, the new turtles are taking over now. So I'm really excited to see where their story lies and how they're going to be ninjas in their own right. So I'm really excited for that. Uh, it's just Ninja Turtle really, like, explosion because I'm really excited for it. Um, I'm also excited for Superman versus the Authority. Um, I really can't wait to see that. Um, they had talked about that a lot for the DC uh, revamp. Is that an animated one or an actual live action? That actually is live action. So most of the so you'll see like uh, like I said in the last uh, like a long one we did ago, um, they had already released pretty much partial of what they were going to do for DC. And they had done where, uh, so Creature Commandos, so what you see in the animated uh, show, the voice cast will be playing the live action versions of them, which I thought is a really smart idea. Um, and they're doing the same thing with this. So this is a live action one. I don't know who they're going to get to be playing for Superman. They've still been on the wire about that. So your guess is just as good as mine, everyone. So just to t- Henry throw it Cavill's up officially out. Yeah, he he wants to be done. I, I really wish that I, I felt that was a low blow, and we've talked about it before. It was a low blow, but you know what? He beat the Superman curse. Good for him. At least he's doing his own thing, um, and he's still supporting superheroes. So I love him for it. Um, and I would have to say, honestly, it's it's been such a crazy year for just superhero movies, man. There's been Shazam: Fury of the Gods. There's been the DC revamp. Um, not to mention Ninja Turtles is coming out super hard with their stuff. And to be fair, I'm really excited to hear Ant Man three. Yeah, Ant Man three. Like I can't wait to to see what they have next. Because I mean, even Blue Beetle, Guardians I mean, three. Yeah, like and they're coming out super quick. Like it's almost summertime ladies and gentlemen which is aquaman 2 this year too yeah, yeah and it's it's coming up so fast it's gonna be a heck of a summer yeah like everything's coming up so fast and ninja turtles again for their new movie uh it's coming up pretty pretty soon so i'm really excited for everyone to like throw their hats in the ring and i can't wait not to mention uh blade is coming out really really yeah. soon and man like mahershala ali looks really good in his in his costume man like he he looks just like wesley snipes did in the first blade Maybe not as intimidating as him, but he's still. I, I, I'll see, we'll have to see what he looks like in action. Because, I mean, he does look really good in the costume, but he, I want to see what he looks like in action. So, all your quick takes, Victor? Pretty much. That's, that's it. I'm just excited. So. All right. The only thing I have, other than what we already talked about, is ANA is doing their new season of WWE documentaries. Uh, and the way they do their production values and, and their budget compared to WWE's in-house documentaries they do for their own WWE network on Peacock, like there's a huge difference. In, and like the WWE produced ones are already pretty good too. And there's some that are way better than others. But the A and E resources, like they actually they did a new NWO documentary. I was just going to watch like ten minutes of it because WWE has done like a couple of them over the years. And so I'm like, do I really need to see another NWO documentary? But no, they shot all new interviews, and, and it wasn't like they shot, they got like Eric Bischoff in the studio just for like the eighth time over. They're like, no, they got him fly fishing at his ranch, and they went out and accommodated him in his ideal setting, and he's just talking about all new olive branches from the whole NWO perspective and, and how everything started, which brought a whole new just just appreciation for it. and. I guess this is the first time they did a history on the NWO since the passing of Scott Hall. So there's all new kinds of introspections and reflections on the life and career of Scott Hall from Bishop, Hogan, Nash. Just really gave a good bookmark to the end of that story. 
And then they, they're doing this other docuseries called Rivalry, where they document an uh, iconic wrestling rivalry. And this one is with Andre the Giant and Hulk Hogan. Oh they're gosh. big. And you know, they make sure to give Princess Bride some love there from yeah. Andre's big time on that. And just like the entire feud with Andre and Hulk and how they were initial friends and foes and friends again into their epic WrestleMania three clash. So, yeah. I'm sorry. Both really well done. I'm sorry, but like... There's no way. I mean, I love Hulk Hogan, but also at the same time, I'm like, it's Andre the Giant. The man's hand is huger than your face. Oh, yeah. I mean, this man drank 14 bottles of wine all in one sitting. Make sure to catch that HBO documentary on Andre. God, man. Awesome stuff. He's so huge, dude. It's just like, man, he could slap you, and you probably, like, your face would go a different way. Oh, yeah. Imagine him on that slap competition thing. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, man. That would just be, you'd be done. You'd be like, you'd be dead. You'd be be beheaded. (laughs) Dude's head just turns backward, and they're like, okay, I guess we're stopping this sport. Yeah. Technical difficulties. The guy's head just twists it around uh please enjoy this like, <laughs> yeah, nice I just, ro- I, I just thought of two when they're going to slap his head i just see like a little barbie hand going by yeah. <laughs> is that supposed to hurt me oh Andre, just, getting a, just getting this little tink. that's all it takes that's all it takes but i'm actually also surprised that they they had talked to hulk hogan because they didn't they because they kicked him off of wwe well they they brought they they officially announced it as a three-year suspension after he oh, had this okay. big uh controversial moment of uh cancel culture-ness there and uh okay because i was about to say i knew they weren't gonna fully because he's a legend there so they wouldn't fully kick him out yeah they kind of just quietly just started bringing him back for interviews and in the press were like hey what what's the deal didn't you like kick him out of the hall of fame and and that no we didn't kick him out we just unlisted him and uh. And then they just started, they'll bring him back for a special appearance here and there. And they, he actually was just on a, a recent pay-per-view or interview not too long ago, but for the first time in a while at the Royal Rumble, I believe. But yeah, so that Andre and Hulk interview, rivalry on A&E, really good stuff. I think they're back for like another several weeks. So yeah, make sure to tune in to that. I, I love what they do. They do great stuff. But uh, unless anyone has anything else, we will wrap things up. want to give many thanks again to today's sponsors, River Cinema 15 and the Shire Barn Grill, O for Heaven's Cakes, and Southtown Poorhouse. We welcome you to join us live for all future episodes every Wednesday at 1 p.m. on gfbestsource.com. Find past episodes by subscribing to GFBS everywhere you find podcasts. And as mentioned earlier, please support GFBS by hitting that donate link on top of the gfbestsource.com website or leaving us a five-star review on Google or your favorite go-to podcast app. Many thanks for having us part of your day. Many thanks to Victor. Thanks, you guys. That's always enjoyable to be here. And remember, always have popcorn in your domes. Yes. Many thanks to Phenomenanya, producer Paul. Yeah. He's in spirit. <laughs> yes, he's there, folks. <laughs> we'll see you all next week. Review of Creed 3. Yes. It's going to be epic. Goodbye.